Well, hello and welcome to Up The Arts. I have a night out tonight. I'm at the press evening for a play by the current Irish poet laureate, Sebastian Barry. It's called On Blueberry Hill and this is its West End premiere, having opened, well, a few years ago, two or three years ago in Ireland before touring the country and then being shown in the States. Now, On Blueberry Hill is set in an Irish prison, a very famous one, in fact. It's called Mount Joy. In it, we meet two men, one a priest called PJ and the other, Christy, a builder. Both are inside for murder. Now, get this. This is quite a complicated little scenario. PJ has murdered his gay lover, who is the son of Christy who went and murdered PJ's mother in retaliation. Yep, keep up. Now these two men are trapped in a cell with just themselves for support and companionship. Now, I'm expecting a lot of text, a lot of dialect and a lot of colloquialisms because, of course, Sebastian Barry is world famous for the wonderful poetry and books that, uh, that he writes. So I'll be talking to both of the actors and catching up with them. But first, let's hear from the amazing Sebastian Barry and the show's director, Jim Cullenton. Guys, I'm not going to take too much of your time because it's clearly a big night for you tonight. Yes, indeed. Yes, I think it was. Yeah. Well, we're so confused and stunned, we're not quite sure. <laughs> now, your name is Jim Collins. <laughs> That's right, yeah. You're Sebastian Barry. Well, let's introduce yourselves first of all, <laughs> yeah. just so the audience knows yes. who we're talking to. No, not Kevin Barry, obviously, Sebastian Barry. Yes. 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 And, and I'm are... Jim Collison, the director of Liberty Hill. Fantastic. So, how are you excited? Yeah, well, rightly so, it's a big yeah. night for you. How nervous are you ahead of press nights ordinarily? Well, we opened this three years ago in the hard old city of Dunleary, you know, the unforgiving place. Um, <laughs> and they did the same thing. Much to our shock and astonishment, they stood up and made that noise, which isn't theatrical cheering, it is actual love being thrown towards the characters that they've been with for an hour and 40 minutes. God bless their bladders. So we, I, I was personally not in fear of press night, because I felt that we had been on the road, you know, like a circus troupe, mm -hmm. and, and sort of earned a little bit of um, grace in that way. But I mean, we may live to regret that statement, Jim. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think, I, as, you, as Sebastian says, it's um, like we've we've been very lucky to have such amazing responses over the past three years with this production. Um, but uh, you go to somewhere new and it's different, and we're here on the West End, and you just aren't sure how people are going to react. So I found myself earlier on being nervous because it was, you know, it, we're in a, a new place, and also because it's been so brilliant working with everyone from Trafalgar Entertainment and at Trafalgar Studios, um, making sure that you know it, 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 it happens and that it made its way to, to premiere on the West End um, after its previous journey. So for everyone involved, for the whole extended. Family, family and team, we wanted it to go really well, you know, but it's been reassuring that it's gone so well before, but tonight I think we, we, we were still taken by surprise that the reaction was just such a hugely visceral, uh, excited reaction, people just laughing and crying, and as Sebastian says at the end, like that, you know, yeah, throwing their love at the actors and on, onto the stage, and even the, those gasps at the end as people just jumped to their feet without even thinking about it was kind of extraordinary, you know. The, the old uh, London reviewers, some of them can be quite unforgiving as well. So it's uh, you know, you've got to win them over. But as you say, you've, you've, you've done it somewhere else. So you have that level of confidence, I suppose. Yeah, but I mean, it is a lovely moment when, I mean, in the past, say, with the Steward of Christendom in 95 and Our Lady of Sligo, when they go with you. Because, you know, reviewers are, can be tough hombres and hombresses. 
and, and if you can survive that, you know, it is a, it is an interesting life experience. So we'll see. But um, just talking to Niall in his dressing room, Niall Buggy, who plays uh, Christy, he was saying, you know, it didn't feel like to him, it didn't feel like a play to him, it felt like maybe the first play that we made when we made the leap to Homo sapiens, and we decided, well, let's, you know, there's very, some very, something very simple and human about it. Uh, and, and therefore, I think, uh, something very, um, something to do with origin or ancientness. So um, we're mindful of that, you know, that something strange happens a bit beyond our own grasp and reach. Yeah, yeah. And with all these am amazing um, arrangements put in place. And Jim yeah. Cullerton is the nicest, fiercest uh, director in Christendom, uh, <laughs> the director of Christendom. And Niall and David, you know, the day they yeah. were born in separate beds, we hope, they were, they were cast <laughs> to play this, you know. It feels like that, you know. So, you know, we, we can be a bit cr crazy in the head tonight and just... Uh, be in the presence of the clover in the field. That's what I feel. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree. You know, I mean, tonight we've, we've worked on the play for three years. There were still lines and moments tonight. There's, there, were the, there were shivers off the back of my neck. You know what I mean? Just the, the, the writing absolutely. is so stunning, obviously. And the performances by Niall and David are, are just fantastic. And, and just to see them kind of on stage being impish and having lots of fun and then being able to turn that and kind of the characters are kind of laying bare their souls and, you know, laying their hearts out there for the audience and for people to respond to that and to kind of to, to get to love these characters so much, you know, was really. really very special. Oh, it's very special, I think, for you, Sebastian, to write it because I, I read it was a long time coming. This wasn't a play that just tripped off the tongue and was Here written. Ten years. Yes. Uh, I, I was a bit out of sorts with the idea of being commissioned and all that because I think that's not always good for playwrights, especially younger playwrights who do very well, and then they have four or five commissions which they must fulfil. So I was trying to make this a naturally occurring play. Uh, so much so that halfway through I, I, I wrote to Jim and said, listen, I'll give you the money back because I know things are tight over there. And actually I'm not. And he said, ah, no, it's fine. We'll wait. <laughs> so he was very patient. And it was 10 years. And uh, lots of things had to happen in that 10 years in my own life to make the play possible, which is another mystery, how things conspire. Yeah. Yeah. There's also an LGBT element to it, and, and that's the you know the a core part of the story as well. But part of your your life as well, which which helped inspire you. Well, um, you know, over and above reviews and prizes and all the other lovely circus elements of writing, mm -hmm. it's quite something when your son says to you, probably with proper pitying tone, "Well, Dad, you're not gay." <laughs> but you're an ally, you know. So I'm very proud of my status as, as an ally. I really am, though. I mean, I'm so proud. And um, one of the joys of... I mean, this play, in a way, belongs to that time when Toby first came out. And uh, we were so happy that he was able to say those words, which are hard words to say. You know, the thing is, Dad, I'm gay. And then, I, of course, there's a moment of worry that you think, well, the world isn't properly arranged. Uh, for that, so that, this play reflects that. When I wrote Days Without End, the novel, a few years later, it was to find a safe place in history where Toby and his radiant self and being wouldn't be, uh, you know, people come, uh, saying things to him in the street, you know, to create a place in the future where that would be finally true. Because as we all know, prejudice is a powerful force, but when you try to put your finger on it, or there is nothing there. You know, it's also a, a non-existent thing. Mm -hmm. We need to shed these things as a human creatures. That's my feeling. And that's what PJ realises in the play. You know, that, that it, it wasn't just that he loved, you know, congratulations, you loved Pather, but you, you also killed him. And then you have his father there, in, in essence, to forgive that in a very hard, 
court of law, which is the privacy of a prison cell for 20 years. They're working it out, something that we needed to work out in Ireland. Yeah, the real human element to it, isn't it? Those, those human emotions to the whole thing throughout. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the thing. It's full of humanity and full of emotion and, and kind of about acceptance and about seeing things from other people's point of view and seeing the world from someone else's perspective. And maybe the time for that is more necessary than ever before, you know? Well, I think you found a, a perfect space for it. I'm not going to take up too much more of your time, but the Tavalga studio, it's just yeah. wonderful. It, it really is. is. I love going there all the time. I was quite shocked. And I was backstage. Because it is like a, it is like a, a courtroom or a or a town hall meeting, a certain element of that, and the high seats. Yes. And I was backstage because I can't sit with the audience. I'm too cowardly. And and I, I all the you know in backstage in theatres is always very um, worn and and on um, provisional and bits of tape, which is kind of perfect really. It's like when your play is in draft. You know, the backstage of a theatre is always in draft form. Out at the front of the house is like the finished article. And at the end of the play, when they were singing, I, I didn't quite know what to do when Niall was singing. And I started to dance in the privacy of the space at the side of the stage. And it was the dance of an ally, I have to say. <laughs> and, uh, that's great. I was, uh, yeah, I was in the audience tonight. I wasn't backstage, so I wasn't quite dancing. But uh, inside, You're I was, I was definitely dancing. <laughs> but it was just, uh, it was a lovely, uh, amazing evening. You know, it's, it's um, just been, yeah, fantastic. I mean, I think as you say, it's a perfect space for us, really. To, you know, working with Dan Brody and Matt Parrish and everyone at Trafalgar Studios yeah. over the last while, to, and with the support of Culture Ireland, to bring this production over here has been a great thing. You know, and put, to, uh, the, put the perfect thing up place. Outside and Oh, it's yeah. like the childish idea. No, it's just it's stunning, isn't it? Yeah. And the fact that I've never been on the West End. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. And I'm I'm actually 103. I know I don't. Look <laughs> so it's like the ideal thing because you're less fearful after 60, to be honest. Uh -huh. And and you 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 try to have your own opinion of things. And to be also extra honest, I don't actually read reviews. So I, God knows if they slay me, just don't tell me. All right. <laughs> yeah, just don't say. But to walk down the street and see this this dinky, lovely theatre and the lights and everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the set is there. Just this very tall, sort of slender set. And we often think, oh, it's going all the way up to heaven. You like to think the audience think that the set is kind of extending upwards and upwards and the fact that the Trafalgar studio one is kind of yeah that it's yeah. so high as you say it's so beautiful and the fact that it's actually you know the top bit of the old Whitehall Theatre we're already kind of up in the gods with the audience you know what I mean it's a very special yeah, feeling there think of all when it was burlesque and review you think of all the girls you know the lads and lasses running around with their feathers and coming down the steps yeah, and yeah, trying yeah, to key yeah. up on queue up on the stage yeah. it's wonderful they're yeah, still yeah, there yeah there's a real history to it oh, there really is yeah yeah, yeah. well go and enjoy a glass of champagne thank you okay. very much for having a chance thanks with thomas me. Thank, thank you very, very much. much take care thomas thank all you. the best sebastian thank you First of all, gentlemen, just introduce yourselves and the role or the character that you play, first of all, to the audience. Introduce them to you. Yeah, I'm David Ganley and I play PJ in on Blueberry Hill. Uh-huh. And we are also joined by... My name is Niall Buggy and I'm playing Christy in Blueberry Hill. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, it was an absolute triumph. So how was it for you guys opening in the, in the West End? It was amazing in the sense of, like, it's just an extraordinary privilege to do this play, isn't it? To tell a story to, uh, well, it's a new audience every night, so it's, a new, it's fresh every time. And uh, it's the basis of all theatre, I think, is just telling stories, and I think that that's what it does, yeah. Pressure being on stage the whole time. I mean, a two-hander, it's not an easy thing to, to achieve, and it's just like, the words are like honey. They are, I mean, like, who could not love 
being out there for the whole night delivering Sebastian Barry's absolutely incredible, beautiful poetry. Yeah. And, you know, knowing that above me in a bunk is Niall Buggy <laughs> oh, in this beautiful theatre in the Trafalgar, yeah, this yeah, extraordinary yeah. space in the heart of the West End. I mean, we, we, you know, I'm pinching myself still. It's, it's a dream come true it to is, do this. It really is. It's wonderful. And the reaction here has been phenomenal, really. Uh, extraordinary, because we've been very lucky that we've done it in New York and uh, we've done it around Ireland. And I, I would have to say tonight was, you know, one of the best experiences Absolutely. we've had, Absolutely. really. Is there a difference performing it then in London or in the West End? Does that have a different kind of kudos to it? I think there is. I be, You know, it's, it's interesting. Irish plays are popular here for a number of reasons. Sometimes a little bit too diddly-eye, you know, for my liking. But I think the love of word, the love of story, is something that sits well in an Irish idiom. Yeah. And, you know... London is our next door neighbour, you know, and and this place gets what it is to be Irish, and it gets storytelling, you know, because th that is that is at the yeah. absolute essence of theatre, and this is not a piece that will revolve the action around and will set off fireworks. This is a piece that makes you sit and listen to a tale, and I think Londoners really go for that. Well, actually, I think it's maybe lacking in the West End. It's a play with no gimmicks, isn't it? It's yes, just it's two men pure, on a stage. Very straightforward play. Yeah, very honest. Uh, but also, it deals with uh, emotions that people can relate to, I think, um, and understanding of uh, human frailty, really. Uh, uh, to, to be aware of that and to be, to, to be able to leave the theatre with a, a bit more knowledge of what that's about. I think it's good. I think as well, if you can pull 400 people into a little cell in Mount Joy and make them laugh, yeah, you know, that, that's one thing that really hit me tonight, how funny this storytelling can be. And if we make them laugh, they're going to listen to the harder bits yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that are the reason we're there yes. um, to, to tell. They'll listen to that with a different intensity. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, it's a pleasure. I don't want to spoil your night because this uh, is your big moment. You must enjoy these after-show parties. This is oh, the yes, of yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it feels like a reprieve. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Not too many because, of course, you have to do it all again tomorrow. Uh, exactly. I'll have to do a matinee tomorrow. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah definitely so. no more then. No, 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 no. Thank you so much. Guys, thank you very thank much. Thank you very much. Pleasure. That was easy. Well, it was a very star-studded affair tonight, and among those in the audience was Gemma Arterton, who's just arrived here at the after-show party. Hello, hi. Hi, Gemma. We have met before. So we have. I've interviewed you a couple of times. So what brought you to this play tonight, then, on Blueberry Hill? So, uh, Niall Buggy is a good friend of mine. And when I was in Dublin, he was him and David had just opened it uh, two years ago. I think it was more than that, actually, two and a half years ago. Right. They opened in Dunleary, and I went to see it in its early stages. And then it's done a tour of the of Ireland, and also it went to New York. And since then, I hadn't seen it, so they invited me to this, and I wanted to come. And it's just been so special because um, it's come up, you know, it's as something does when you live with it for a long time, it's changed so subtly, but in a kind of profound way. 
and um, and it was really moving to see it not just like as a piece but also now it's here in the West End you know with this sort of bigger audience and for it to be so sort of the reaction was so great for them it was really it was really special and it's, it is a really special play it's very beautifully written the words are like honey you could just yeah. tell he's a poet as well yeah. as, a, as a writer and it's really really rare actually these days for a writer to or for us to be given that you know now these days of naturalism and uh, you know just making stuff so colloquial and familiar it's something that's so unique about Irish writing I think is that there's this there is this inherent poetry there and that's and, and when you give it to us we we really love it you know and when it's delivered in the way that it was you know like David is so amazing with the language and Niall's character is, is slightly different but still has that you know that there's some there's like rough edges to it but it's still beautiful writing beautiful and stuff that you remember you know like quotable lines you know that is really I miss that sometimes in modern theatre. I have a question for Sebastian about whether an English audience might get it, but were you able to get that colloquialism that he uses in the language? Well, my husband's from Dublin, so I sort of like feel a bit Irish now. <laughs> so I've spent a lot of time there, so I knew the places um, and the kind of Irishisms, or you know, the English-Irish thing, yeah. and, and um, even the accents, I know about that, but I wonder, you know, I think that there's the, even though all of that stuff is really important because for me, I could see, you know, Dunleary and I could see the pier and all of that. And you don't need that because they paint that for you. Um, but actually, the, that's all backstory, really. And, and you don't need to get everything. The, the, the story is bigger than that, I think. It's, it's really soulful and, and person to person and... So you, you're lucky if you can get all of the other things, but they're not essential, I don't think. Fantastic. Well, I'll not keep you. Thank you very much. No, thanks so much. Thank you. Well, that was exciting and very kind of Sebastian and Niall and Jim and David and everyone to take time out of their after-show party, the, the opportunity really to, to celebrate their big night here at the Trafalgar Studios and to speak to me. So really, really appreciate that. Uh, on Blueberry Hill is at the Trafalgar Studios until the 2nd of May. Go to their website for tickets and of course if you want to keep up to date with what we're going to be covering here on up the arts why not follow us on twitter up the arts show or send me an email if you have an idea for something you think we should be covering send it to up the arts show at outlook.com until next week have a good one and stay safe <laughs>